plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And once again, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast, as well as the Blogging the Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing tonight, sir? Good. Uh, just finished up with the, uh, the coach's tape for... The defense, uh, so I'm excited to, or I guess not so excited to discuss what I saw there. All right, we're recording this on Wednesday night, um, but this is for Thursday. This Thursday edition of the Locked on Cowboys podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code Locked on at mybookie.ag. Some cowboy things happened today. We yeah. Had, we had a busy day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to stick to football to our the best that we can on this. And we're going to talk about two of the departures the Cowboys had today. Uh, cornerback Nolan Carroll was released. And defensive tackle Stephen Paya retired. Uh, we, ha- we haven't heard for sure why Paya retired. But I, my guess is it has to be something with his knees because he didn't hasn't practiced the last couple weeks. Um, I'm sure the upcoming days we'll get a statement on that. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Paya first. Um, the Cowboys are kind of left now without having a true one technique on the roster. I liked Paya when he was in there early in the season when he was healthy. I thought he gave him a little bit of power and actually a little bit of pass rush. Now I'm not sure what they're going to do. We were kind of talking pre-show about maybe trading for a guy, um, you know, maybe looking to bring in a Joey Ivy who you drafted or Jordan Carroll. What do you think the Cowboys' next move is here, and are they going to miss Paya? Well, I mean, to be clear, when we talk about trading for a guy, we're talking about, you know, maybe flipping picks or a conditional seventh. Like, I I, I definitely, and you kind of gave this kind of sentiment too, is that I'm not, like, trying to spend a, you know, high-value capital on on a one-technique starter or not. Um, You know, I think... Look, I, I know some people uh, haven't loved him, but I, I've seen some things out of Brian Price enough that uh, I'd like to keep him and like continue to keep him, but I don't think that uh, he's necessarily ready to... I don't know that he's necessarily ready to step up and be the starter at one technique, you know? And so I, I do think that they probably need to either look on the street. I mean, and, and look, you know, I think that... One technique is one of those positions where, uh, you know, like I think you can find a guy on the street who can do that job pretty good, um, you know, for the vet minimum or, or whatever. Like I think that, you know, you're going to get pretty decent returns or at least, you know, for the guy, for the job that you're trying to get done uh, at, at one technique as a run stuffer, I think you could probably go out there and find a guy who can eat double teams and, and, and you know, uh, take up space. Now, 
you know, there's Richard Ash. Is I think you were mentioning he's still on the practice squad. Um, you know, Lewis Neal is a name people throwing around as just another defensive tackle body. Because I, I think the other part of the problem here is that, I mean, they're already short at defensive tackle. Like, it, not even just like mm-hmm. at one technique, like at at defensive tackle in general. I mean, David Irving's back, and obviously he's going to get snaps in there. And he basically started and played most of the one technique um, on on Sunday. And and maybe that's. You know, they're. I don't love him there, though. I, I, I mean, don't I don't even. I like. I. I don't. I. I like him. You know, enough at the at the nose tackle. You know, in the Deacon, but I don't know that I love him as a true one technique in the four man front, no. like full time. Like I just feel like he's more valuable being moved around. Like, and um, and so like I, I you know, I think that they have a way to survive this currently, but I, I do think that they need to. Uh, you know, like they, you know, I, I'm pretty sure not too long ago, if I if I remember correctly, they brought in like Karan Reed, uh, and they, you know, they they kind of they, they kind of kicked did. the tires on some defensive tackles. So you know, maybe they're ready for that this, and maybe they can go out and get a guy like him, or you know, a guy who's still maybe young, but that can do that kind of uh, job. But I mean, again, like with the one technique, you could still go out and get like. I don't know, like a Tony McDaniel. I don't know how washed he is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you could get that type of, you know, 31, 32-year-old guy who, you know, maybe isn't ready to play 50 or 60 snaps for you, but can give you 25 solid snaps as a, uh, as a uh, you know, nose tackle as you need it. Yeah, so a couple of quick things really, uh, really fast. Uh, first one, after Paya retired, I tweeted out that the Cowboys should call him to Caden, kind of joking about that one. <laughs> and I found out from Nick Caden that he lost about 120 pounds and he's coaching high school football. So I don't think they're going to bring wow. Nick Caden back. Wow, um, good for him, though. Yeah, no, good for him. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is, should they consider moving Tyrone Crawford inside? Now, I know Crawford's not a one technique and he's never really been a one technique. But should he be more of a rotational defensive tackle, and that way you could play Collins more at that one te- technique on early downs if you had to? I mean, I don't think that's a solution. Like, I mean, I think that, I don't either. I mean, I, option, I, know, I, I know what you're saying, but like, I, I mean, you might as well just play Brian Price there. I, I would rather just, sure. you know, like I, I think that Brian Price could do the job better than uh, Crawford. Uh, Crawford, I mean, we'll talk about it, but Crawford struggled, man. <laughs> like, oh, he, yeah. Like, uh, let's save he, that one. He got, a, he got I, a I sack. Talk about he him. got a sack, but uh, he really struggled in, in the run game, especially. So, yeah, save that one because I want to get to him in a second. But, but to get to your um, to get to your point, no, I I think he, I mean he needs to stop being a defensive tackle at this point because he he's I mean where he struggled the most is at the point of attack as a as a run defender. Mm-hmm. So no, I I certainly don't want two guys pushing on him. So I don't think that's a good idea. And, and my last thing really quickly is maybe this is time for them to kind of play more of that Deacon defense earlier on downs. I mean, they might not have a choice. They might have to play more of their three-man line because of the lack of one techniques. But how important is that role this year compared to in previous years? Maybe maybe the same. Maybe it's a decreased role. I, who knows? It, it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, there. I expect Price to get a, quite a few snaps um, the other guy that moved on today was Nolan Carroll, the cornerback the Cowboys signed in free agency. Um, 
<laughs> shout out to our friend Joey who was on this signing the whole time. Just he, he dog custom the whole time about it. Uh, he he was not a player that was going to help this team this year. When I saw him in Denver trying to cover Demarius Thomas, he looked so stiff and out of place in this zone defense. I'm cool with them playing the young kids. Do you have any quick thoughts on Nolan Carroll? I have some comments on Joey because his I I still don't think this was a bad signing. I I they think they, they cut the guy, but they I think that they needed what they needed from him. This was always an insurance policy, and and I think that's really it's the an issue. expensive one though. Yeah yeah it yeah exchange. yeah. It's a starting cornerback ex, expensive uh, starting cornerback roll of the dice uh, insurance policy. Yeah, it was expensive, but I mean. It wasn't overpriced. It was. It's the price that you know, like that you're paying for a free agent, you know, the guy that you think potentially could be a starter in on your team. You know, he he may not have been, uh, you know, consistently good at all. But I mean, that's what the, that's what the price was. I I don't know. Like I I to me, it, it didn't work out with him. But it did work out because your young guys are playing great. And 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 you know he got. See, that's hurt. what I'll disagree. I, I I don't think he played well enough to say to save himself. That's the problem. I I think he was by far the worst cornerback on their roster. Well, but yeah, because he was the. I mean, he was the starter. Like like he was the one getting targeted. You know, like I mean, the same. That's the thing about this that I never understood is that like everyone was there during the preseason to take his job. No one did. So. I mean, like, it's not like – that's the thing. Like, it wasn't like a case where they signed the dude and he had to be the starter, like, you know, and, and, and the Cowboys were stubbornly putting him out there. Like, everyone's acting like that was what was going on. That is not what was going on. <laughs> what was going on is that no one else came and got that job from him and until he got hurt. And then when then, then when people got inserted to the games, they started playing well. Then he got lost his job, and then it was like – well, don't even worry about coming back off the concussions, bro. We got four rookie cornerbacks who, you know, could potentially be playing well at this point. So, you know, I, I, I think I understand the point that, like, it wasn't a good signing for a starter, but I also understand the point that when you lose as much as you lost in veteran leadership in your defensive secondary, it's a it's a risky plan to try to replace it with complete rookies, you know, all the way. And it's even riskier to do so without – without at least one veteran cornerback there that, that like, you know, you, you know is healthy and can play on the outside. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like I said, it, it didn't work out. I understand why they did it, though. Like, I, I, it, it, was a, it was a safety play. Yeah, so the Cowboys' last three big free agent signings, Stephen Paya, Nolan Carroll, and Cedric Thornton, all gone. We're going to save that discussion for another day because I have some thoughts about how the Cowboys use free agency. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for maybe next week well, in the bye week. But let's get to our All-22 review. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about MyBookie. Uh, MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service that has been good to me, to my listeners. That's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just make sure you use that promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. 
Visit mybookie.ag today where you play, you win, you get paid. All right, so let's go ahead and start with uh, the linebackers because I really think they were the worst of the positional groups on Sunday. Uh, the listeners know I, I have not been a big Jalen Smith fan this year. I just don't think he's played well. But in this game, it wasn't just Jalen Smith that played poorly. It was every single linebacker. I don't know if you can pick out one linebacker that played better than the other because they were all awful. Uh, early on in the game, they played Kyle Wilbur as a Sam over Damian Wilson. I'm not sure what the reasoning was. Oh, I, I know. Was I know the reasoning because <laughs> Wilson turned They're around bo- and was just as terrible. <laughs> the, so I, I don't know. It, I, I don't know if they're spinning a roulette wheel to see who's going to play linebacker, but, man, they were all bad. A couple different times in the run game, guys were taking the same gap on the final play of the game. Uh, or, or not final play, but one of the final plays of the game where Rodgers kind of spun outside. Two linebackers, Durant and Hitchens, both took the running back, leaving Rodgers a kind of a free lane to scramble. <sighs> they really miss Sean Lee. I, I mean, yeah. I can't say that enough. They, they, this defense is totally different without him on the field. Um, it, it was tough to watch those linebackers on Sunday. What do you have? What kind of notes do you have on these guys? Well, I, I think that the note is not any different than it was last week either. I mean, I think that's what happened last week is that we got extremely poor linebacker play across the board. And then I think everybody came in and said, well, now that Anthony Hitchens is going to come in and, and uh, change this thing around. And, and Anthony Hitchens came, came in and didn't look hurt. I mean, you know, t- for the most part, he looked he looked pretty healthy, but he also still looked he like... Looked An- rusty, he looked rusty, though. Well, he still looked like Anthony Hitchens. He still looked like the same <sighs> the same guy. He wasn't some sort of, you know... Butterfly that had emerged from his cocoon and, and and now has changed Anthony Hitchens that everyone expected. It was, it was the same guy. He, he made he made some plays and he made some pretty big mistakes at the, at the same you know it's, it's, the, it's the same thing. So I, I think that you know yeah this defense missed its best you know its best player without a doubt, and especially in a defense where it's designed for its best player to make all the plays. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's 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 tough you know when when. The, the focal point, the guy that you're funneling your tackles to is, is you know, the guy that is, you know, you, you set up your defense to be kind of run through uh, is out. And I mean, I mean, I, you know, do you want to have a, should we have a debate about, you know, if that's a sound way to run the defense when you have a guy that's injured a lot there? We can, but I, I also think that any efforts to try to shift the onus of the defense onto, like, say, the defensive line has been, you know, hit by the snags of the fact and the fact that, you know, Demarcus Lawrence took four years to become Demarcus Lawrence, and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, Randy Gregory is still nowhere to be found on the sideline, and, and you know, I think that, I, I think what's what's going on is that, yeah, like, obviously this defense missed Sean Lee against, uh, uh, against Aaron Rodgers. That, that's not terribly surprising. I think what what is surprising is that you can't get either of your two Sam linebackers to do seemingly anything correct and then having it compo- compounded by the fact that the defensive end to that side is usually getting knocked inside as well. I mean, they basically ran everything outside. And, um, yeah, let's talk about Tyrone Crawford really quickly because yeah. you mentioned him before. 
he was a train wreck in run defense. I, I mean, just constantly getting washed out or getting sucked too far inside. I, I don't know what you do with him anymore because I thought the whole point of having Crawford as an early down defensive end is so that you can stop the run, and he's not doing that well at all right now. So what should they do with Tyrone Crawford? Is he just a washed-up player? Is he not healthy? Or did he just have a bad game? What do you kind of think about Crawford right now? I mean, I just think he was he's inconsistent, and I think that, yeah, what's frustrating is that you know when guys get are getting consistently beat at something that's supposed to be their strength you know like i mean that's like he's supposed to be this big guy that's going to be able to hold up against the run but like yeah i mean he's just getting washed and 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 he's getting washed against a converted guard that's playing tackle because the the starting tackle's hurt like it's that's just not great you know it's that's a lot of ugh. and and so you know i, I look i think I think the problem overall with the with the you know with the run defense in this game is that like I mentioned before there wasn't really a heavy focus by the team to try to stop the run they were more concerned about Aaron Rodgers and then once the once the uh the Packers figured out that they could run outside uh against the Deacon defense because you know those defensive ends weren't able to hold their own you know on the outside blocking and there was basically no linebackers to chase you to the outside because both of the linebackers are peppering the a gaps and either blitzing or you know in the middle of their drops by the time that they realize that Jones has got the ball and breaking it outside you know it just it it was it was ugly you know it was ugly all mm-hmm. around and and even when they were ready for the run You've got Wilbur trying to knife inside and losing contain and, you know, not realizing that the defensive end didn't have contain either. And Jones just strolling outside for 10 yard runs like it's it's ugly, you know, and and, and without Sean Lee to make it look look a lot better. uh, It's 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 tough to watch. I wrote in my notes, I miss Rolando McClain. And I was just envisioning the Cowboys defense with Sean Lee and Rolando McClain playing that Deacon defense and how fantastic that would be. But Let's move on. Um, I mean, they wouldn't. I want to talk he, about he wouldn't have been able to do anything either if if the defensive no, ends but, are getting crushed in, out, you know, crushed inside, and there's no one out there. You know what I'm saying? Like they they have they're pulling guys, and 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 now they've got numbers like three to one on the outside because all of our defenders are inside the box, uh, you know, trying to blitz or on the back end trying to cover. So there's tons of room in the alley, and, and there and suddenly there's now, offensive linemen in the alley too. So it's like. What are you going to do? Now, this is something I'm going to be talking about all offseason because they don't have one on the roster, and I've mentioned it before. They don't have a blitzing linebacker on this roster. They tried a couple times with Justin Durant. He's just too old at this point to do it. In the offseason, that's a spot that I would like to see the Cowboys potentially address because if they can find a a guy that has the instincts and feel to blitz from that side, uh, I, I think there would be... That would improve that Deacon defense quite a bit. The other thing is, I would like to see Jordan Lewis blitz a little bit more. We saw Lewis blitz a lot in the preseason. Have we seen him do it much in the regular season? No, but as soon as we as soon as we make uh, Shadobi Awuze starting strong safety, I think we should just start blitzing him more. Yeah, he he's good at it too. Um, we'll talk. About I do that. want to talk about. <laughs> I do want to talk about Jordan Lewis for a second. Yes. Um, I thought he was fantastic in this game. He had a couple completions on him, including the touchdown at the end, and there was another back shoulder fade earlier on that last drive. Uh, but he 
played outstanding. There was a couple throws where Rodgers had basically no window, and he somehow fitted in there anyways. But uh, I I thought Jordan Lewis was fantastic watching this game. I love his ability to come up and play and run support. Every single week it sounds like we're talking about how great Jordan Lewis is, but every week he's given us a reason to to, to kind of praise him. So quickly on Lewis, did you what did you see when you were watching the L22? Were you uh, impressed again by his performance? Yeah, I mean, I, again, like, uh, it's just nuts because, you know, he's outside and, and we just we didn't get to see a ton of him outside um, or, or know if he was going to be able to play outside. And, and he's playing it just so well. And, and, and <clears throat> you know, his technique is really good. I think, you know, for especially for a rookie, it's just it's just un- uncanny, like how well he's playing. Uh, you know, a, a position that's notoriously not easy for people to just come in and, and play. Um, and I, I, th- I think that, you know, what you're seeing too is, um, you know, these guys, especially these young guys, I think, as they're starting to play more, are more and more comfortable. Like, this team is becoming a, a better zone team. They are, they're already a better zone team, that I think, than they are a man team. And, um, and, yes. I, and I think that what that means is that as they start to transition to a better zone team that that now is really the time like they really need the pass rushers to crank up because if they're going to if they if if they are going to try to switch to more zone um they need that that pressure to be getting to the quarterback to be forcing the the ball out quicker because you know look i mean their cover 3 it looks really great but then if if the play is given time to allow to develop you know teams are finding the the soft spots in the zones like on the numbers between you know the inside and the outside boundaries of the zones and so you know that's where that uh lance kendrick's throw i think was for like you know down to the to the cowboys 20 i think that was like a 20 or 30 yard throw and that was in three you know but otherwise i i think that you know they've just it looks it looks like they're much more comfortable as a team in zone defense with with these young guys um and i think that that's why you started to see them running a lot more uh, cover three um, as opposed to cover one, and um, and so uh, you know it's I mean it's 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 not it's not quite you know drastically out of range, but I I, I think they have flipped the percentages pro- possibly from you know twenty sixteen. All right, now talking about a different defensive back that I'm now a little bit concerned about. I'm worried about Orlando Skandrick. He just doesn't look like the same player that we saw in camp. Uh, I know in training camp, I thought he looked like the best corner on the roster. Um, now I'm worried about him because it looks like he's lost his quickness. Uh, he's been beaten over the top of his head a couple times in the last weeks. He's not locating the ball very well. And he's never been a guy that's going to win 50-50 balls because of his size. But he's survived because of his quickness and his toughness. Um, I saw Cobb shake him a couple times. A tight end was able to stop on a dime and make a catch. That play, <laughs> see, let's talk about that play real quick because that's actually the the tight end one was the one. I think it was, the, or it might have been Cobb. What's the one where he was covering him fine, and then like, and then like, Rogers rolled out and and it became like a loose play. And was it? It was either Cobb or the tight end. I can't remember which was one. Was he in the? Did he throw it in the middle of the field in or the, down the sideline? In the middle of the field. In the middle of the field. That was on Cobb. Okay, so did it look like to you that play really concerned me? And I went back and, and rewound it a couple of times because 
if it looked it felt like Skandrick lost concentration for a second or or like mm-hmm. or like he stopped like it it didn't look like he like he thought the play was over or you know what I'm saying right. like he the Skandrick yeah, cuz Cobb kind of broke open to the middle of the field but and it, but it didn't he, make sense Skandrick like, just kind of stood there yeah Skandrick didn't like even chase him or like react like he had separated it was weird man like it, it felt like he it, it, it and I and I, I and I can like I feel like I can relate to that somewhat. Like I feel like there's been times when I've been playing sports. I remember in high school where you're tired and then like you're in the middle of something intricate and like you just blank out. Like it's just like it stops mm-hmm. and like you just like oh sh- I'm, I'm supposed to be still moving and and and, I, and it felt like that's what happened. Is and so I guess my point is that I yeah like Skandrick is one of those guys who Skandrick and Crawford and uh, maybe one or two other guys like. I'm concerned now because I don't know what to do with these guys anymore. Like Skandrick, they're progress stoppers. Well, yeah, it's not even just that they're progress stoppers. It's it's like, well, my fallback plan with these guys were at least they can do this, and I can have them in this role to do that. And for Crawford, it was you know being an anchor against the run on the outside. And for Skandrick, it was at least I, I got a savvy corner who can you know. Uh, you know, do some things uh, dynamically, but he's not doing anything like that anymore. And so, uh, yeah, the like, best and, thing he does is blitz. That's and, the best yeah, thing Skander does right now and, is blitz. And I and that's the thing is that he does that from the slot, and I don't want him in the slot anymore because he's bad at covering in the slot. So like. Yep. I don't know what to do with him anymore to get him on the field necessarily. And so it it really feels like, do you like start playing these other younger guys more and more and more? And and so I you know I wonder if now that you know Nolan Carroll's gone, do they bring up Marquez White from the practice squad and we start actually seeing? Not that I've heard. Okay. Not that, that's not the option right now. Because I, I start to wonder when that's going to happen. Because at this point, like. You've got, you've got a collection of guys who you know, you feel confident playing in the slot, and I think that you know. And let's go ahead and talk about this too. I think that you have concerns at safety enough that I only saw a couple snaps there, but I really like a woozy at, at safety. Yes, um, that's a spot. And so I think that now that you're talking about moving him. Back, you've you've kind of lost another guy who you feel like can be an outside corner, and so it's like it's you know. Well, you know what conversation we can have now. Should Byron Jones be a corner? I don't see. I I mean, I think we. If you want to, if people want to have that conversation, like I get that, but at the same. But if you're trying to get your best five defenders, if you're trying to get your best five defenders on the field, is that the best way to do it? I don't know because I don't I don't think it is because I think he's one of your I, I think you need some good players playing safety and at this point like I'm concerned you know I, I kind of think that Woods is is you needed him at corner and so like if you're so, playing everything seems backwards with their their guys because Woods should be playing safety I think Byron should be playing corner Woods is a Woods Woody. is a safety but but he should be playing corner as far as I'm concerned he's I mean he's he's played lights out at corner. And and I and I feel like, I feel like with Byron's, you know, I understand that Byron's missed some tackles, and I, and that's actually seems unusual just based on what we saw in training camp a little bit. But um, I, I think that I'm not worried about Byron. I, I I think that he could go. I think he's gonna course correct and he'll be fine. But I think you need him back at safety. 
Like I think uh, because I think you need. I think I like the idea of Woozy and Jones as safeties, um, and I'd like to see more of that before I, I we start really having a conversation about whether Jones should move back to corner because I just don't know that it's the, the situation at safety is more dire than it is a corner. But see, I like the situation at safety if Awuzier and Woods are your safeties. That, that's kind of that's the funny thing is I like the situation better if you get Jones out of there and you play him at a different spot. So I guess it's just two different ways to look at it. Um, yeah, for Skandrick, it, would you guess that this is his last year in Dallas? If you had to put money on it, you, you think this is his last year in Dallas? I mean, we're not going to talk about the the off the off-field stuff, but based on the kind of stuff that was going on in the locker room today, I, combined with this play, probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it also I this also combined with the fact that they basically said that they were going to trade him during the draft, and they just they just didn't didn't up do, didn't up doing it. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I, I won't be shocked if Skandrick doesn't make it through the season. I, I, well, I'll just leave it there. Um, really quickly, we have just a couple of minutes left. Any last thoughts that you wanted to tell about watching? Well, once you studied the All Twenty Two, any any big things that we missed? Um, no. I mean, I think that you know, look, there's concerns with the run defense. I think. Um, I, I do think that once Sean Lee gets back, uh, that if this team wants to really focus on stopping the run there, they, they could do it. I, um, I, I think that again, like the last two ga- the last two games, you, you've had no Sean Lee combined with bad linebacker play. And then also combined with, you know, circumstance Los Angeles, you had, uh, you know, Gurley who is just a monster, uh, but then, uh, you know, on top of that, a, a passing game that was dynamic, so you, you had to kind of still worry about balance. And then with Green Bay, even more so, you had to worry about who was throwing the ball. Uh, so it, they just didn't have the schematic capability to also focus on the run as well. Um, and it just, it just worked out. I think I think you, when you get like a, a scat back or a quick guy like that, and then you have, uh, you know, just few numbers, and, and you are relying on one person to make a tackle in space against a guy like that. It's uh, it that's that's a good matchup for your run game. Um, but overall, I would say, I think that when you get Sean Lee back, you 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 try to figure out something with this defensive line to get your best group uh, available to play together uh, when you need them especially key pass rushing situations. And then I think that you, if you just hold your nose and stay honest with yourself and make the right decisions about who should be playing on the back end, I think you're going to make some tough decisions and some people are not going to like what you're going to do. Uh, but I think that y- if you get these guys in the right spot, they may be young, they may struggle, um, but I think that they will grow, and just the, the learning curve for all these guys has been so steep that they, you know this really could be a, a really talented secondary by the end of the season. Yeah, very very interesting Wednesday in Dallas. Uh, glad we got to talk about the L twenty two. Not sure what we're going to talk about tomorrow on the podcast, but we'll come up with something. Um, that's it for today's show. This edition of Locked On Cowboys podcast was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie, where they'll match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code Locked On, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five star review, and if you leave a review and your Twitter handle, you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. 
We'll be back tomorrow. Not sure what we're going to get to, but we'll make sure we have some great content for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you right back here on Friday. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.